Hello everyone and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. Welcome back, everyone. In this week's episode, we decided to go against our usual style of this podcast. This episode is a frank and honest discussion between friends about a topic that is an ever-constant thing within our industry. We decided to do this format for the roundtable because myself and our guests have been friends for numerous years, and it's something that deserves brutal honesty to show our listeners that they aren't alone in their feelings. So what are we talking about, then? Internet personas and representations of character, both in person and on social media. With these, we have positives and negatives, but which is which? Are we doing more harm than good? We sit down with some of our longtime friends, all providing a different perspective on this honest discussion. Former guest Colin O of Laughing Buddha joins us again to give a viewpoint on how his persona is handled radically different depending on the platform. Former sponsor and owner of other couture jewelry, Mike Knight, weighs in on his work with celebrities and how it hasn't changed his lifestyle or business. Lastly, Perry Doig of Rose Gold San Francisco asks some questions that really make you think about your situation. So without further ado, listen in as we talk about how the way you present yourself could actually be hurting you as a professional, how amazing breakfast casseroles are, and how your image is not your reputation. On this episode, we're going to have a plethora of different guests. Two of them have been on the podcast before. Let's start with the person who's been on the most. Uh, let's start with Colin, who I believe this is your third time on the podcast. Yep. Third time on the podcast. My name is Colin. O. I work at Laughing Buddha in Seattle, Washington. Um, and yeah, I've been in the industry for about nine and a half years. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. And then our second guest for this roundtable is actually going to be one of the amazing people that has helped sponsor and grow the podcast, and that is Mike Knight. Hey guys, I'm Michael Knight, um, lead jeweler, designer, owner, cat wrangler of other couture. Uh, been involved in the industry probably about, shit, like 18 years now in some facet or the other. God, I'm fucking old. Doesn't that suck? Jesus. Wow, I can't believe it's been 18 years. God. And then our final member of this roundtable is actually going to be a person we've never had on the podcast before. So why don't you go and introduce yourself, Perry? Hello, I'm Perry Doig. I am the senior piercer at Rose Golds in San Francisco, California. Uh, I've been floating around the industry for a little over eight years now. Great. And I super appreciate all you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to talk with me tonight. What we're going to be talking about tonight is uh, something that I've dubbed called smashing the mirror. And the big thing that I'm trying to accomplish with this episode is I have a plethora of individuals from within this industry and each person brings their unique perspective. And the thing we're going to be discussing is how the impact of social media has affected the attitudes and personalities in the industry. 
and I know that seems like a pretty broad topic, but basically what we're going to be talking about is the things that we see on Instagram every single day and on Facebook and all those things about these piercers that have these insane lifestyles that wear like the nicest clothes are like hanging out at like the craziest parties and, and things like that. And how those things can possibly affect our industry negatively by setting a very high standard to what we should all be aspiring to when technically that's usually not the case. So I'm just going to go ahead and just kick this off in the open for you guys. Do you guys think that this is a problem that we have in the industry? Ooh, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a problem entirely, but uh, I, I think it can really go down one of two different roads. It can be something that can be a f- fuel to get the next generation to a high point. Uh, it can also be something that's detrimental that sets uh, unrealistic goals for a young person in the industry. So I, I wouldn't say it's totally a bad thing. I wouldn't say it's totally a good thing either. It just kind of depends on which road you decide to go down with it. Yeah, I know that, that was really vague, but... <laughs> no, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. It's it's just changing. The The world is social media now. I don't know. There's, that's the whole thing. That's the way I look at it, too. It's like a little column A, a little column B. I think people tend to look at social media personas and just internet as more of the reality than it actually is. Also, it's like, does it actually fucking matter? Like, you can have 40,000 followers on Instagram, but if you're making $20,000 a year, that fucking sucks still. You know what I mean? It really comes down to, like, is your social media and the way you use it impactful on your career or not? And that's the big thing is making an impact. It's whether It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative at all. Just is it doing anything? Because even if it's doing bad shit to your career, at least it's doing something and you can turn it around and make it a good thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Sure, sure, sure. It's, um, you know... uh, do followers equate to clients is the golden question with all the social media nonsense. Uh, are the people that are paying attention to you on there ever going to walk into your studio? And if not, are you focusing on the right demographic with your exposure? Which comes down to like marketing and advertisement and all that shit that probably isn't really that terribly relevant to the episode. So I don't know how far. No, all this stuff, <laughs> all this stuff is encompassed under that umbrella. Like with when it comes to followership and everything, the two biggest cities analytics-wise uh, for me followers are New York and Los Angeles. The two lowest ranking cities for me when I do pop-ups are New York and Los Angeles. It doesn't fucking matter if mm-hmm. everyone in your city follows you. They're pro- they might not even come into you to ever get a fucking piercing. I do That's a pop-up true. in L.A., I get like six appointments. I do a pop-up in Chicago or Salt Lake City, actually. I'll get like 15 to 30 people come through. And I don't even have half the following there as I do in my own fucking city. It's a weird thing. I don't know. The, the map for me, it's like, I have a lot of people in Seattle and a lot of people in Ohio, sure. But my highest fucking cities are fucking, or uh, states, sorry, are fucking California and fucking Brazil. Dude, dude, I was just going to say getting pierced. Yeah, dude. just going to say that. <laughs> All of my followers, if you look at my fucking Instagram comments, like a third of them are in English. 37% exactly. of my followers are in Brazil. 37%. Like, what are they doing out there? Like, they got good internet. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> They're looking to us for inspiration because the piercing is booming in South America right now. And that's really cool. That kind of flows into this whole concept. What we're doing is huge inspiration for a whole area of the world that's finally blossoming its piercing industry but that will never translate to business for the people who are helping 
inspire a, an area of the world to to do better with what they are doing. So it's weird. Like we, it's kind of this cool altruistic thing in a way of like, oh, we're helping. You know, they're paying attention to us and they're getting ideas for how to grow their their little corner of the market down there. But I don't get anything from it. Oh, it's like when you when you reverse image search like popular uh, posts of yours and find that they're incredibly popular on like social media websites in Russia, and you're like, cool. Never even <laughs> gotten an email from any of these people, but they love it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you can actually reach those people. Whereas, like Colin Perry and myself, like we're kind of stuck in one location unless we travel around. You know, yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like if I did a guest spot in Sao Paulo or some shit, I would fucking kill it. Like, it just based on my fucking followers, if that actually translated, like, holy fuck. Yeah. Dude, let's go to Brazil. How was your road trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd survive. I feel like if I made it, like, anywhere, I, I, I don't know. I, I question my, my party <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a lot of sun exposure for Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was talking about the other day, I was like, friend of mine was like oh yeah Colin in a tropical place would be weird as fuck like he'd look like fucking Indian <laughs> beads probably like I'd have like a big ass umbrella fucking sunglasses <laughs> I don't know just calling lights on fire that's basically what uh, I'm, dude, I'm not allowed to be in the sun man <laughs> so obviously we can admit that social media is going to be something in everyone's lives let's let's be totally honest about it like my dad uses social media very small business owners use social media it's just integrated into our society now hence the reason why i called it smashing the mirror because it's kind of like that black mirror episode but i'm pumped but anywho, the the big thing that i am trying to talk about in this episode is i am starting to see a very weird trend within our industry and this is just my two cents and the reason why we're having this round table is you guys are more than welcome to tell me that i'm wrong or maybe i'm just seeing specific instances of it but do you think piercers are actually trying to make themselves seem more cool to clients? Or do you think piercers are actually trying to make themselves just cool to other piercers? Because as an industry, we are heavily integrated with social media just via friendship. And talking to other piercers, it's this huge, I hate to use the word social network, but it is surprising the amount of people that I converse with on a daily basis that I consider friends that I have not met unless I see them at conference, maybe like once a year. So do you guys feel that people are using it just to make stronger friendships with other piercers or try to impress other piercers? Or do you think people are actually more often than not using it to try to draw clients in to make their businesses better. I can only speak from my, my personal testimonial on the subject. Um, but like the way I look at my social media, I, I break it down into three categories of who I'm trying to reach and based on importance. And from top to bottom, top being most important, bottom being least, uh, my, my reach that I'm trying to get with my social media is I'm trying to get most importantly, my colleagues to pay attention to my social media. Um, the next down would be bloggers. And the last one would be clients. Uh, and the reason I put those in that order is uh, if what I'm posting is appealing to my colleagues, that's an opportunity for me to get referrals from their cities. If bloggers are reposting anything that I put up, then that's going to get me sheer followers so that my social media gets padded a little bit and looks more important than it may actually be, which in turn can get potentially more clients and more referrals for clients from colleagues. And then the last one is my local clients, because 
word of mouth is always going to be the best thing for you to get clients in your area, not social media. I've had like a shocking amount of clients come in because of my social media stuff recently. I don't oh, you know. bastard. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I, I know, right? Like, it's just a recent fucking thing, like within the last month or two. But and I don't know. I feel like on Instagram these days, I keep things super like, like profesh, you know? So like, that's, I mean, obviously piercers like to look at fucking piercings, but like, you know, it's, it's very client facing. Like my behavior at work is so drastically different than my behavior in my, my personal life. And so it's just like, it's, that's what I kind of keep my Instagram. I want it to be like, okay, this is what you can expect when you come in to laughing Buddha. And then on Facebook, I am a fucking animal. I don't know. Like, I know Perry, you deleted your Facebook, but it's for that up. reason. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm like the shit that I post on Facebook is unbelievable even to me. Like my parents are my Facebook friends and I feel so fucking bad. Like I like I like it's just like it's like furries and memes and shit like that. Like I don't know, like it and the thing about that is I feel like that has done so well for me as far as appealing to other peers. Like I don't post a fucking piercing ever on Facebook. Ever. I think the last time I posted a piercing was like three fucking years ago. I only post that shit on Instagram. But for some reason, piercers fucking love the shit that I post on Facebook. Just because, like, I don't know, I'm like a funny dude on the internet, I guess. But, like, it's last year at conference, every year at conference, but last year especially, I had, like, at least two dozen people be like, yo, dog, just want to let you know you're, like, the only reason why I get on Facebook. It's fucking awesome. I, I love I mean, doing that. When I still, before I delete my Facebook again, that was the only reason I really kept it was for memes from you. It's, <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. So I guess that like, you know, clients versus versus other piercers or whatever, like it's good to have both. And I feel like the the way that I I use it is is very, it's cut in half, you know, like on Instagram, I, it's just mostly client facing. And on Facebook, it's more of like my personality and like the thing that makes other piercers like me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, most other piercers could give a fuck less if I do a straight piercing. They mostly care because I post funny shit. Most of them can't do one anywhere. No, that's, I mean, (laughs) it's what Colin said is super true. Um, I don't know if y'all would get into this point, but the longer I'm in the industry and the longer social media plays a factor in, in piercing advertising and exposure, I'm... I'm actually getting bored of looking at piercing photos now. Yeah, getting desensitized. Extremely. And oh, it's, yeah. um, you know, are we getting to that point now where, where we're not going to be that thrilling to look at to the people that are in the industry and just be thrilling to people who are brand new potential clients stepping in to get a piercing for the first time from God knows who? But are those going to be the only people that think what we're posting is interesting because we've saturated everything too much? I do believe that. I'll let Colin talk in just a second like i do i do honestly believe and and this is i've described myself multiple times before i'm in a very weird position in this industry uh right now i'm just doing basically community outreach for born this way uh down here in tennessee and i'm focusing on that part of my career um because i find it more fulfilling now than piercing with that being said i do still occasionally fill in and do piercings and the such but the longer and and I'm it may be because I'm like getting older because I'm 35 and old as hell, just like Mike is. I, I really I really feel that the longer that I've been in this industry and I'm still relatively new to it, I think like eight years or so. But the the big thing is, 
is every day when I scroll onto Instagram or I hop into Facebook, there's only so many times that I can see like a doth done conch piercing with like a new piece of jewelry before it starts to really get redundant. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not trying to, to demean anyone that does that or anything like that because it is a business and we do need to show to clients, but let's be honest, like, my Facebook and Instagram feeds are primarily piercers and I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like unfollow and follow and follow because I think the thing that we had maybe, and I, I hate to say this like three, four years ago was the fact that like gold jewelry was really starting to take off, mm-hmm. like really starting to take off. Not that it wasn't there, but it, it's like getting big and like we're getting all these new fancy pieces and all these stone combinations. And now everyone has that. Like everyone is like for like, I hate to say it, like everybody's bumping out that doth with the bat, you know, <laughs> like everyone like Halloween, like whoop, it's it's doth bat season. Like, it, you know, it's coming like <laughs> you coming like Posting oh, to Day, like these other piercers is the stupidest fucking thing anybody could fucking do. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like, yes, respect of your peers and critique from your peers is definitely necessary to grow in this industry and be better at what you do. But if that's the sole reason you're posting your work, you need to reevaluate it. You need to think about marketing towards end clientele because I'm not going to go and get pierced by probably anybody. Actually, well, yeah, <laughs> there, I have a few people that I'd get pierced by. Colin's one of them. Terry's one of them. Nick Sanger. No, 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 no. Trust people me. like that. <laughs> but it's just, at the end of the day, if you're mainly worried about with your social media, like trying to impress other piercers, you need to step back and think about targeting clients i don't know because like you're saying like we're all tired of fucking looking at day piercings like we can see them all goddamn day we do them all goddamn day like mark towards clientele well it, and you're right it is helpful to 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 market to clients because there's a lot more clients than there are piercers in the world yeah too but mm-hmm. also like if you're appealing i don't know i, I see both sides of things because like part of, like my big part of what I post is is for other producers to look at too. You know, I don't know. I, it's you need to have that just because they're gonna like spin the wheels of your social media more than a client would. Like a client sees a photo and they're like, "That's a cool piercing, like it, move the fuck on." Piercer sees a fuck or sees a cool piercing, they're like, "Wow, this dude fucking rules. I'm gonna follow and like this dude's fucking pictures forever. I'm gonna comment on it." Like. They're a lot True. more like into it. And also they have a client base too. So if they're interacting with your content and, and talking to you and like forging that connection, you have a better chance of reaching all of their people and all of your people and so on and so forth, which <laughs> that's, you know, that's point. Yeah. But let's come on, Colin, let's be like 100% real. Like if, if, let's say like right now I made a post and you and Mike and Perry, cause I'm definitely the one with the smallest amount of social media followers. It's like 3000. Like Nerd. if you guys all like, liked on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you liked on something of mine, maybe, maybe I'll get like two, three, four followers from you guys, but it's not the impact that you're like speaking of. It seems like, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, man. Like when I first started like a while ago and I, barely like hung on to my needles and like didn't know what the hell I was doing. I would live and breathe and like basically the equivalent of like slamming F5 refreshing any post that I made to see who liked it. And I was like, I'm finally getting somewhere. And it it seems like that's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah. So this is, uh, I'm going to blow the doors open on this one in a a probably uncomfortable way, but uh, social media has been awesome for exposure, but 
piercers who are listening to this, we fucked ourselves with it. We pigeonholed ourselves. Here's what happened. We started getting, we started using social media as a tool to get clients to pay attention to piercing. Um, But we also were seeking the approval of our our colleagues. And so if you put a photo of a doth up with a bat in it, uh, 10 of your colleagues see that and they're like, oh shit, they make bats for dots. I got to get one of those for my studio. And so now they each post a photo of that and your clients and your followers on your social media see that and go, oh, dots with bats, that's cool. And then each one of their groups of followers does the exact same thing. And so that gets reposted and it gets passed on and it gets into the eyes of more clients and more piercers who share it on more things. And now all of a sudden, you know, three or four years ago, gold gets super big. Piercings that can have gold in them easily start to get super big. Now all of a sudden, the the range of piercings that we do has become really small because we've only ended up with one small demographic people who want to get compulsory piercings and very simple placements with fancy jewelry. And it's amazing Ooh. for money. We make a crap load of money off of it, but that's why we're getting bored of the photos that we see on social media from our peers, because we're all doing the same fucking things because we all turned into iterations of one another. It's true. Fuck. No. It's, it's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> Clapping over here. Colin. All right, Harry. Clapping. It sells though, you know? And that, I mean that at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a business, you know? So like, if you, honest to God, like Perry, I know, I know you'd, you'd co-sign this. Mike, same thing. Will, same thing. Dog, if I had a day where all I did was conch and helix piercings, that would be the easiest fucking day ever. And I oh, love that's, that. That's my dream career right there. Yeah, just doing conches all day? Oh, dude, oh, conch yeah. piercings are shit. Yeah. They always look so good. <laughs> so, like, I'm, you know, it may be uh, repetitive. It may be simple. It may be, like not really like flexing the hardest as far as like our piercer muscles go, but man, dude, it fucking rules. Like, holy fuck. You just bought an $800 piece of gold that you saw on Instagram and put it in the easiest fucking piercing that I do. Holy shit. My day is awesome. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But with as short of attention spans as, as people have now, because of clickbaiting social media constantly, you know, are we going to get to a point where we've, we've put ourselves in such a small pigeonhole that we no longer have a way of, bringing a new thing to clients because they've demanded one thing for so long and then got bored of it there i don't dude the thing about it though is because everything is so so the same you know so so one note if you do something even kind of different and post it on the internet people flip the fuck out <laughs> yeah the gold teeth thing holy fuck that's a big thing perfect example that fucking um that that nipple that you did perry with the fucking chain in the bra mm-hmm. that you posted the picture yeah people fucking so love that shit and now chains are fucking everywhere. That started before that picture came up. But since that picture came around, like, it's it's a thing. You know what I mean? That one y'all I, did with the shit of fucking fingernails, though. Holy fuck. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. that was a good picture. <laughs> I wish I had thought of that shit. Can we... Hold on. Aside from that picture, which you can find on Perry's social media, which we'll put in this week's show notes, can we just talk about how Matt Black is underappreciated? Because I feel like that needs to be brought up. I, I could be the <laughs> only human here, but when you, like use that color combination with gold i think it's absolutely killer that's Thank that's you. my like side note for the day is everyone's using gloss and it drives me wild i just think oh, dude, sandblasted onyx more. looks great and shit it, exactly thank you mike because i know that you're using that thing anyways <laughs> sorry i just had to get that out because it's, it drives me wild especially because now i've like been picking up like a lot of painting of like little nerdy things <laughs> oh, which, dude, that shit's so cool though 
Yeah, which which is a great segue to the next point that I want to like bring up is I understand the points that everyone is making and they're they're very clear and very I will say emotional like we all feel strongly about them but we're talking about using our social media for business aspects but then let's be honest you either have to devote your social media 100% to that or you're going to have like business 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 I'm at a party getting drunk Business, 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 business. It's a very thin line that you have to walk. And I think that a lot of people are not really keeping them clean. Colin, you are very good about keeping them separate. Like your Instagram, I, it's the equivalent of a mullet. It's like all business in the front. And then your Facebook is like all wild <laughs> in the back. Like it's just, it's just like how you're working. And, Colin, and I get human it. Mullet. There you go. But like, it's, it's very surprising to me how people want the best of both worlds. They like want to have like all these business photos and then click, here's me doing something really awesome. Like you should follow me because I'm such a cool dude. Do you guys see that a lot? Or is that just me and my old man sitting on my front porch yelling at the wind kind of thing? So I think that having a little bit of your personality in there is super important because that's what's going to set you apart from being, like Perry said, with the repetitive thing. Like you're just another conch piercing with a tri-beat in it unless you're doing something unique with your social media. And I think that's the one part where I really, I really struggle with because I fucking do not take pictures of shit that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis unless it's work-related. I'm just bad at it. And so like, you know, on Instagram I, I I know that it, it look can look bad. Like if you go over too far with it and you're like black the fuck out, like taking a bunch of fucking boomerangs of you doing coke or something, like that's not a good look next to all of your business stuff. But at the same time, if it's just strictly piercing photos, it gets really fucking boring for everybody, for for clients, for other piercers, for for everything. And so, I mean, I think that having a little bit of, of both is, is super important. Perry, you play the guitar and rock climbing shit on your Instagram and people love that. Yeah. Uh, but you'll notice now that I've, I've made the decision to switch it up so that I only put that stuff in the stories feed on Instagram and I keep the main feed fairly professional now. And I'm sort of betaing that right now. Uh, Cause I don't know if I want to stick with it because it, for me, it's, um, it, it, that type of algorithm has been really positive with social media. But every time I open up my Instagram account and I see that feed, I'm not stoked on it. And do I have to just bite the bullet on that and say, well, people are into it, so it doesn't fucking matter what you think. Your social media is its own entity now. Or do I reel it back and say, no, this shit sucks. I want it to be more about me. And is that going to bite me in the ass and, and lead to less exposure on there? So um, I, I can't even tell you if it's a, a benefit or a detriment at this point because i just don't know I'm, I'm always kind of playing it to see what's going to work and sadly i don't stick with anything i like the stories feature mainly just for actually posting like when i'm out doing things or at an event and such like occasionally i'll post like something of myself or me doing something on my actual feed but i also don't really like being recognized in public that much so i don't post my face to instagram heavily <laughs> even though like I stick out like a fucking sore thumb, but yeah, I like the story feature just because it add, I'm able to add like a self-destructing fucking, it's going to go away kind of like, oh yeah, here's me at this event. Here's me partying with these fucking people. Here's me literally self-destructing and it's going to go away in 24 hours as opposed to being stuck on my feed forever. See, that's like a really good point that you bring up, Mike. So before we closed our studio, my feed, and this is oh, three years ago. So um 
my feed was primarily it, it followed a like a weird algorithm. It was like picture of my dogs, picture of nerd games, piercing, piercing, wife adventure. Like that was what I did in a week. So it was like all those things repetitive, like over and over and over again. And people, it actually worked really well for where I was because um, obviously I am very personable as a jolly fat man. Uh, so it was very easy for me to talk to clients and to connect with people. And more often than not, clients would come in and they wouldn't ask how I was doing. They would either ask, how is my wife? Or like, what board games are you playing? And it worked really well for me. But on the same note, my wife, who does not have the la same last name as my social media accounts and works in an entirely professional career, would go out to, let's say, like a coffee shop for a business meeting. And the barista would be like, oh, I know you. You're Will Von Doom's wife. And my wife was like, wait, what? And it, it started to like throw her off. It's really, really interesting how you can make it work for you. Uh, in regards to being a positive or a negative. But th then again, now, like my social media, like has zero piercing on it. It has pictures of my dogs, pictures of nerd stuff that I'm painting and pictures of me like carrying heavy things and hating myself. That's pretty much yes. it. <laughs> Let's get to the main question that I have for this. Evening. And I, it, it's something that I've struggled and I really debated about talking about it on the podcast, but I just want to throw it out there. So with all this popularity on social media, me slamming out all these pieces of gold or me partying with all these various people, me wearing these nice clothes and so on and so forth. Do you think this has an effect on your peers in the industry, specifically like up and comers are people that are stuck in very stagnant situations? I hope so. Honestly, <laughs> I really, because dude, like anything that could make people like go way harder in the paint as far as like doing their job well and making money and like you know being successful is is good as far as i'm concerned like i just i, I feel like whether you know i hope that no one's looking up to me jesus christ but whoever you're looking at oh, like, God, just, like if uh if you're if your goals are i don't know to like fucking party with rock stars and fucking make a shitload of money and wear nice clothing like that's awesome and if that came from social media then that's fine too you know i i hope that the the up-and-comers see the, the i don't even want to say the lifestyle but the the at least the appearance of success that a lot of piercers in say the the first five to ten years or maybe even 15 years um, i hope that the young folks look up to that and and see something that's worth striving for even if it is just a veneer um the same way that i look at my colleagues at my level or a little bit further up um who are say like ari buying a ranch out west or georgie up in connecticut being able to remodel her home completely that's success to me and that's the stuff that i look at and strive to work harder to to get to those levels so i hope that the younger folks are looking at at us the same way that i look at the people who are, are are truly financially secure in the industry. So yeah, I just, <laughs> I just hope that people like that look up to that stuff realize that there's no set timeline to get to that fucking level. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I don't want like somebody that's been piercing like two or three years to like look at my Instagram or someone that's been making jewelry for like two or three years to look at my Instagram and think that oh they have to live a life like I do at the stage that they're at because it took a fucking long time to get where i am and it's still not fucking awesome most of the time 
but like take your time like you don't have to fucking go out and buy gucci tax suits you don't have to buy a new car just once you're ready and you have that money in the bank fucking do it ball out be silly but be smart about it that's a huge huge thing that i want to stress to folks let's be honest so each one of us lives a very different life than the other the big thing that i'm trying to stress here is that like you may look you can go ahead and you can look on social media and you can for example see mike doing all of these crazy crazy things like whether it be uh like partying with like riffraff or like hanging out with icp or like walking into the gucci store wearing overalls and like you see this on social media and you're just like damn like i want a ball as hard as like he is. But then there's this whole other like behind the curtain thing that is just like the lifestyle that like Mike lives. So like I'm just trying to make sure that people can <laughs> like and and Mike can explain this better than I can. But like I'm just trying to explain it that like there may be crazy things but you're only seeing the highlights. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you're yeah. not seeing everything else. I mean, it it may be like super nerdy to me, but like case in point, like when I had my shop, like I would buy like a new like solid gold septum piece and i'm like i feel great and then i would like look down at my shoes and i'm like oh yeah my wife has yelled at me for the last three weeks to buy new shoes because i have duct taped these so that i can wear them <laughs> like yeah those are the things that like people don't realize and you were saying colin before that you you are very what's the word fashionista let's go with that i want to say that like right. you are, you're very word. fashionable but like in the past like you've had like multiple roommates like you know these are things that people don't see do you guys kind of feel the same way oh, oh yeah yeah i mean <laughs> Actually, so, go ahead go ahead colin no you all right so i i just want to pose a couple of questions for the people who are going to listen to this podcast um first uh those of you who are piercing uh can you remember the first time you made a gold sale Second question, can you remember the first time you bought your own piece of gold for your own collection? Third question, how many pieces have you bought for yourself in the past year or two? And lastly, how many of you out there have a retirement plan? Oh, fuck. Dunking on them. God, did you sharpen that knife before you pulled it out, Perry? No, I left it. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, I I say it constantly. I'm, I'm the old man piercer like i'm sitting on the porch with like with a cup of coffee like yelling at kids to get off my lawn and to save their pennies like it, it's i mean if you listen to any of the episodes of the podcast it's mostly me yelling about like hey like maybe you should think about this or in the future or things like that and it's it's very surprising how many people live in the now are are focusing on like the things that they can get tomorrow instead of like thinking about the things that they have today mm-hmm yeah. Now, there is an argument for the, I'll, I'll call it the hip-hop approach. Um, people who are going up in the rap game spend their last penny so that they can look rich in a music video in the hopes that that gets them the exposure and the, the appeal that will fuel the next record to get them to the point where they can actually live the lifestyle they're portraying. And it works sometimes. So there is that argument of like literally fake it till you make it. But it's such a small percentage of people that successfully do it compared to the vast percentage that just fizzle out and end up nothing. People give yep. up easily. That's, that's, I think, part of what, what makes that not go very far. I don't know. I, like, I've been presenting myself pretty much the same way on social media for my entire career. And um, 
The hip hop approach. The hip hop approach. Yeah, and it's done really well for me, dude. Now I'm working at a shop same. where I'm making like a fuck ton of money and like doing. I think we all did the same thing. Yeah, dude, it fucking rules. But it's like uh, people. If, if you're gonna go that route, you have to really be like in it to fucking win it. Like you have to like really oh, stick dude. to it. Because if you fucking give up, like if you're like like a year into this and you're like, holy fuck, I like max my credit card buying this dumb fucking pair of shoes. And like all this clothing, that's when you're like usually at the tipping point, you know, like that's usually right before things get good. But uh, so many people, they, you know, spend three months buying designer clothing and then they realize that it costs money and they're going broke and they shit their pants and they go back to being unremarkable. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. That's, that's my dickheaded oh. way to look at it, I guess. Oh, dude, too, though, because, like, I think a lot of people don't realize the extra amount of work goes into pulling it off. Oh, it's a hobby, man. Plain and simple. Like, staying up on anything is it is almost like it's a part-time job. Yeah, oh, definitely. Whether it be fashion or, or nerd games, in my case, or... or Hell, like let's let's be real. Let's put it. Let's put something out there that everyone can relate to is music. Like you have to if you want to be the cool guy who's on the up and up of like every like new sound that comes out. You got to spend like an hour each night like checking everything out so that you can be like, yeah, I remember hearing them like so and so a date or they're from such and such a place. Anything like that like takes a considerable amount of time and effort. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think that it's not even the clothing; it's how you wear it. Too. Or is that, you know, like, Damn, that's the fashionista in him right there. Dude, no, it's fucking true though, man. <laughs> it is. Like, I see I see so many people, especially now. Dude, I just want to throw out there. Five years ago, when I like showed up to a conference, like dressed in all sorts of crazy designer shit, everyone shit talked me. Everyone was like, dude, you dumb motherfucker. Why'd you spend $600 on a shirt? And those same goddamn people are posting all this Gucci and Supreme shit on their fucking social media now. And it yeah, pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, fucking season and and they don't know what they're fucking doing they look like shit like all like so many people just see the label and decide that that's like how to to look cool and And oh you mean like gold sales yeah exactly though like there's there's a specific like i don't know i kind of accredit myself to having fucking trash style but just doing it well like yeah, I have no fashion sense whatsoever, but I'm going to throw on the most ridiculous shit and just wear it confidently and roll with it. But that's fashion in a nutshell right there. True. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it fits with your personality, Mike. And that's the also thing. Is it's, it's, not even, it's not even the fucking clothing. It's just it's the, like, the whole topic of this podcast. It's the persona. It's the social media character. You know what I mean? And that's what sells. It's not the fucking clothing. It's not the fucking car. It's not the money. It's not anything like that. It's just the, the character itself. It's the whole big picture is what's really, what's, what's making people interested. Yeah. Which is annoying how much it does actually help with sales, presenting myself a certain way. Like it's, Uh or like, I find it incredibly fucking ridiculously stupid. How much people care that I have celebrity clientele. Like, (laughs) <laughs> like it's really dumb because people get so excited about it but it's like really the equivalent of an average person just going through the taco bell drive through it's just a fucking business transaction to them but if i post a picture of fucking alicia keys wearing some gold teeth i made everyone shits a fucking chicken about it and i'm like yeah real no it's it's nothing special 
Y'all ain't friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the crazy thing too, Mike, is for listeners that don't follow you on social media, you post that, you post one picture, you talk about it one time, and then that's it. Like, you oh, just God. let it one go. One thing I fucking hate is seeing people, and I don't like, this is one way I don't like to present it, and I see a lot of people do it, is when like a celebrity comes into a piercing studio, they're like, oh yeah, my our friend so-and-so. It's like, they're not your fucking friend. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even play that Ain't fucking game. Like you're, they're your customer. Just treat them like a fucking customer, and they'll probably come back more often. Because guess what? Their publicist sees them getting hashtag in your shit, and you're like, "Yo, these people are clinging on to you." Like, fuck off. I don't know. I find that shit dumb. I don't know. Ah, man, I would be fucking jazzed if I had celebrity clientele. Yeah, I feel attacked right now. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, I I got to fucking take here. Here's a fun one. When I fucking uh, when I made it uh, for Alicia Keys. I had no money, really. I fucking had to take a subway from Manhattan all the way to where they live in uh, Jersey. And I looked up an Uber, and it was going to be like $140 fucking Uber. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll take the subway. So I'm like jam-packed like a fucking sardine in the subway for two and a half hours to get to their fucking house. And then take their impression and everything. I deliver the piece when she's at a studio filming for something out in L.A., and I, they barely let me park in the studio lot because I was driving my piece of shit falling apart Honda Civic. And people think that I'm a baller because I have celebrity clients. I'm like, nah, 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 guys. I was, driving, I was driving a car they wouldn't let into the studio parking lot. And I had to take a train for fucking two hours to get to them. Like, all for a sale that was really only 400 fucking dollars. It's just like, it's not as cool as it seems, guys. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people really think that that's going to make or break you as, like, a piercer. And it's not. It's really... And I I can't wait to re-listen to this because we've been bouncing all over like a pinball. But, like, it's so wild to me that those are the things that matter to people. Like, I I, personally, I don't get it. And maybe it's the... And I mean, Colin, you might be able to, like, understand this because of like your family's business, but like maybe it's the funeral director in me. Like <laughs> everyone is just a human. Uh, everyone has basic functions and you're eventually going to die. So you're just a human. Like, I don't understand like, you know, because you, because you're like on YouTube, like you're super famous or like you do these things for cool kid points. Like, okay, cool. Like cool flex, bro. Like I, like whatever. I mean, I guess that works for you. But, like, it's still not going to matter to me at the end of the day. Like, I've had, like, a few, like, B-list, cele- like, celebrity people that, like, I've taken care of in the past. And I, I remember, like, it fondly, like, during the piercing and everything like that, the only thing I wanted to do was go home and paint little metal dudes. Like, that's what I was thinking about. Like, yep. I don't care, like, what you do or, like, what you're up to or, like, where you're partying. Like, Hey, like I need to paint the sword and apply a wash to this guy so I can get him on the table on Saturday. Like that's it, it's so weird what people put values in. Like especially that. Like I care about stupid little guys. I mean, it's, I mean it's cool because celebrities pay their bill on Tom Piercing Studios. Yeah, that's uh, if, yeah airing of the grievances right there, Mike. Like I <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's something. I'll put it out there. I'll. You know, that's fine. If you own a piercing studio and you brag about the jewelry that you sell online from a certain company that's very small or like other like single man operations and you just brag about like how you got it or how you used it, maybe you should pay the bill. 
to the jeweler <laughs> who is purely not paying their bills. Like it's it's something and like I said, it's it's smashing the mirror. Like Oh dude, my favorite fucking thing is people being like, Oh, well maybe you should hire some more people so you can keep up with demand. I'm like, Yeah, well, I can't pay other people with fourteen thousand dollars in unpaid invoices because <laughs> People didn't see them, but uh, yeah, it actually shows in my POS system when people open their invoices. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Put my big boy foot down and like, we're not, we're not going to just open up yeah. that rape session, but like, <laughs> it, it's one of the things that I want to bring up. Like you front, not you, but like certain oh, individuals front very hard online that like hey look at this we got the newest thing we got the nicest thing i got the nicest brands like i got this line's fashion like all of those things but on the back burner they owe their bills like they might not be doing certain things and it's it's the main reason why i'm talking about this with you guys is i just want people to realize that like what you see online is not a hundred percent accurate representation of the people like of the people's lifestyles like you are only seeing the highlights you're only seeing like you know like the gold shining and then you get up close and you realize it's fool's gold like that kind of thing like it's just like Mm -hmm. something that like people are flexing and it it really has no bearing on you as a piercer like i understand you know colin's quote unquote like rap game kind of thing like that that's one thing but i mean i guarantee you colin you had to purchase those clothes and pay the bills oh yeah it's it's just like something where i mean i'm not gonna like pick up a pair of shoes and be like yo check it i bought these i'm like you know and then put them back on the rack like you know that's it's just one of those things like maybe you should focus on everything in general and stop Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to others because trust me like it's not as good as it looks or yep. if, oh, if God, it is awful. it's very rarely very rarely exactly what you see online what i tell young piercers all the time and it's usually at conference when i meet them for the first time the day that you stop caring about your social media presence and your online reputation is the day that you'll start making serious money because you're going to focus yep. on your clients and you're going to focus on your craft bingo mm-hmm. so i don't know if you guys have noticed this or not but you'll actually see it, it's this weird thing and I've, I've really started to notice it now where a piercer will be in the industry and they will be like super hot on social media, like very popular, like on every post, like you're like, Oh, like I see that guy all the time. And then all of a sudden, like give or take around like three, four years of that silence, mm-hmm. they're gone. Like they just never pop up. Like maybe they'll like stuff but they're not really posting anything. They're not really like hustling super hard. And then all of a sudden, like maybe like another three, four years later, boop, boop, they like pop back up and you're like, holy shit. Like, Hey, he's back. Like, look what he's doing. Like he's working at X studio and doing X things and like doing all this stuff. And it's very surprising to me because I think people realize that, oh man, like being popular online is one thing, but when you're sitting in your house alone, getting all those likes, you're like, you're still pretty lonely. Like yep. that is, that's something or, that a lot of people don't realize. Worst case scenario. We all remember how meteoric of a rise one individual had and then completely crashed and burned a couple years ago. Yeah. That was the thing. That dude came out of nowhere too. Yep. I, I was friends all with he that did guy. was build up his presence because he got into everybody's ear and, and everybody used his name to the next person and he played that game really well. And now he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that was another motherfucker that didn't like to pay his bill. <laughs> <laughs> it, it like, 
I, it it happens, man. I don't know. I fucking, I mean, the way that I do my social media shit pretty much is the reason why I lost my first fucking job because I got fucking, someone got caught for allegedly fucking stealing. And of course, you know, the guy that has a $600 t-shirt on was probably involved. <laughs> Dude, for real, it fucking happened. Like, I, that's like, like Nick Wallach, I love you. Thank you so much for giving me a career. But man, that fucking sucked, man. <laughs> Dude, I fucking like, I had to save so much money to look like such a fucking idiot on the internet, man. Like, it was hard. Dude, like, oh, I dude, wasn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a real mattress until like a month ago. Yeah, it's a thing, man. I fucking, I had roommates, man. I had lived with people. The first time that I lived on my own was when I was fucking 26. Before that, it was always fucking roommates because I just like wanted to allocate my funds elsewhere. And I was making sacrifices in other ways. I haven't owned a fucking car since I was 19. You know, I haven't like Mm -hmm. lived in super extravagant places or whatever. You know, I just like, I budget correctly and it, 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 you know, has, has bared many fruits. But that's a big thing too that I think people don't realize is if you budget correctly, you can flex, but you have to be able to make sacrifices that most people aren't willing to make. Like I said, I didn't have a fucking actual mattress until probably about a month ago. I just slept on like a futon mattress on the fucking floor because I traveled so much because I was never home. So I was like, I don't fucking care. When I am home, I just work until I can't fucking function anymore and I just fall over wherever. And then I finally got a real mattress. But it was like, all right, yeah, cool. People think I'm sick and I buy all this crazy shit. But in the reality, I'm like, I don't, I don't have a fucking mattress. I practically live off ramen noodles. If I fucking eat a piece of broccoli, I'm probably going to have a fucking stroke. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've spent the last five years or so collecting all sorts of cool instruments and buying a convertible and traveling. But I mean, I didn't have health insurance for four of those years. Yeah, I'm just packing up my house right now to leave a situation where I have two roommates and I'm, I'm moving out into my own place right now. Um, you know, there's a, there's a veneer there and, you know, people try to hide it as much as they can, but does that actually do a service to the other people that are looking up to them? No, <laughs> it's just a, a thing that, uh, like many that just so many don't realize, like it, it really is. It's like fucking know. being prepped for conference last year. Uh, Colin was there for this. I was asleep on a cardboard box on my floor using a fur coat as a blanket. I was there. It was good, dude. <laughs> Love your party, baby. <laughs> like, that's pretty much an accurate depiction of my actual life. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't envy that. Let's let's say that. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old man and I just Granted, go I will say that I was sleeping on the fucking cardboard box using a fur coat as a blanket by choice because some piercers from another country got stranded due to a a flight mix up and they needed some place to sleep. So I gave them my bed, but <laughs> it was still a futon mattress on the fucking floor. That was so. a chaotic day. God, it was a fucking day. Yeah. I don't know. At, at the end of the day, there's still, I, I love it, man. I fucking, I don't know. I, I care so much about social media. I will never ever be on the, like the Perry thing where it's like, I don't, I don't care about this stuff. Cause I fucking, I love it. Dude. <laughs> I fucking, I love it so much. And if anything, it motivates me to do better because I have to look this way on the internet. You know, it's like, it's that little extra kick in the ass to not fuck up a piercing because you're going to post it on the internet. You know what I mean? Same for me. Like I, I have to rely on social media and like, I spend so much time researching like what might possibly be the next social media platform that pops off. So I've got like 
social media accounts on pretty much every social media that pops up that might exist, whether it turns out to be like fucking Yik Yak, which turned into a complete nightmare of racism and terrifyingness. So I deleted my account there, but like just to make sure I don't become obsolete by technology and social media advancing to a different platform. Yeah, but your little corner of the jewelry industry, it, it requires that at this point because you're trying to grasp people from such a broad range. But for True. the individual that doesn't travel at all or travels very little or somebody in the first year or two of their career who doesn't have the funds to attend any of that stuff, you know, is it, it, should it be your big focus to gain a massive platform so that people think that you're more important than you may be, or should you build your importance and not give a fuck about that stuff? I think it's so, so important. I just, I say it all the time, but it is like, don't, don't get me wrong. I still care a lot about this stuff. I just, this is my mirror up that I, I act like I don't. But I give a total shit about this. <laughs> it's the thing you should, because the thing about it, and, I, and I've been saying it all the time, is that this, this, our presence on social media is so goddamn important. Like mm-hmm. your relevance to the industry is contingent upon the fucking Instagram algorithm. No bullshit. Like people would forget about me completely if Instagram decided to hide all my posts for a year. Oh, you know God, what I mean? Don't even talk about that. It happened, man, to me. And, and it's, it's, I know they shadow me and me too every now and then. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's, it's fucked. And like, I really, I don't feel good about the fact that my money and my, like, my relevance to the industry, like I said, is in the hands of a private entity. And that is fucking Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. It's true. That lizard motherfucker <laughs> has got all of us <laughs> in the palm of his hand. And he could just one day decide, like, you know what? Perry Doig, Mike Knight, Colin O, fuck these people. I'm going to get rid of their social media. Like, that would oh, be. Oh, but those huge... are such heavy shackles and it would feel so damn good. But, I mean, you know that. God, it would, it would huge... feel amazing. It'd be a huge <laughs> blow to, to your relevance in the industry. Don't give me, like, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. do you disagree? Because people would forget about you. I, I fear that, honestly. Dude, it's fucking insane. Within the industry, or within the association specifically, the Association of Professional Piercers, how many people in that association do you correspond with and network with simply because of their persona and not their work? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, people, it's, it's, it matters more than what you do on a daily basis. Absolutely. For I, dude, for all I know, all these people could be fucking every single client up. They could be doing the worst job ever, but because oh, we all they're are. posting well on the internet... I would, would never fucking know. I think they're a great piercer. So I'm sending people to these people essentially blind unless I've worked with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of terrifying when you start to think about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. dude, especially the dude we were talking about earlier, that dude's internet presence was on fucking point. I mean, other yeah. than being a dick, his piercings looked great. But from what then I hear all this shit and I didn't yeah, even believe it when I heard it. great ones. Exactly. He only posts the good ones. So then I, I do all these guest spots where he's worked before and I hear all this shit like, oh, I can never come back here because he fucked this, that, and the other thing up. Or, oh, mm-hmm. I can never come back here. He put quarter inch and fucking every helix and they all embedded. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's really weird yeah. that someone could be so consistently fucking up, but also look so good online. I'm so glad that most of the piercers I recommend people to are in this chat right now. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good example of why we all stress about it so much because he looked so good for so long to so many people and then out of nowhere for a lot of people he was just 
gone and for really terrible reasons. And, and it, so it, it kind of ends up in the back of your head in a, a very unhealthy way of like, well, shit, am I somehow perpetuating that idea or am, am I doing that in a small way in any way? And how do I know if I am? Because nobody's going to tell me because everybody only knows the good persona of me that I put out on social media. So am I ever going to get a solid answer from people if I am fucking up? Is anybody going to tell me? Yeah, it's That's- weird. Yeah, that's the issue, man. Like, I, I know this sounds weird, but, and then this could just be my two cents, but if you are a stand up human individual and I know that you'll treat clients with like respect and dignity and take care of them 100%, but you are completely honest about your piercing level, such as like, hey, I may not be the best piercer, but I'm consistent and they're straight and I own up to my mistakes. I'm gonna, probably going to send people to you. If you're like, I'm the best person that's ever lived. No, 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 no. Because anyone that says that is not going to actually be that. Nope. I think it is a, it, it's a hard check. You can present yourself in a certain manner online that you are the best and you are the most caring and the most compassionate or anything like that. And then when the time comes and you actually have to cash all of those checks that you had written in the past, and all of the things that you did to build yourself up and you fall short, like that will, that will honestly like ripple out. You will get found out. So there's only so long that you can pretend before you're actually doing the things that you swear that you can do and, and all those other things. Like it's, it's just one of those, one of those things where being humble is extremely important. Like I, I will straight up say it, like I will say it and it's going to come off as braggadocious. I'm very good with clients. It's very easy for me to connect with people and I'm very memorable. I'm a giant big guy with a beard and a cupcake shirt who talks about purses and his wife. I'm still mad about the time I went into Johnny Cupcakes when I first moved to LA, thinking it was a fucking bakery. Don't even get me started because I'm mad because they sell it of all the big guy sizes first because their shirts are one size down. But that's a completely other subject. But like <laughs> the 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 big thing is, is that it's 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 very frustrating. You know, like I will admit those things. And then on the same note, I will straight up say to you, be like, hey, I may not be like the most skilled piercer ever, but I own to my mistakes and everything is consistent. Like I'm upfront and honest about that. And I don't think a lot of people in this industry are willing to admit things among that nature. Like how many people will honestly admit to you be like, I do on average five piercings a day. No yep. one's going to admit that. No, no one, one will say that, dude. No one will say that. And like, I'll do it right like, now. <laughs> yeah. like, like that's a thing. Like no one will admit, like they always are like padding their numbers and they're like, Oh, I did. I did 30 piercings this last Saturday. Be like, cool. I did 11. I'm at dinner with my wife. Yeah, I don't want good. to do that many like, piercings in a day. I have no desire yeah, to. Fuck that. Yeah, it's it's just wild because it's it's almost like you constantly have to prove yourself to this this false standard and at the same time like make yourself be on the level with all of these other people who have either been in the industry for numerous years or present themselves a certain way and you don't that's that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to stress with this episode. And it's been very casual. I'm like, I've really enjoyed this conversation. But like the biggest thing that I'm trying to stress before we end this one is you don't have to do those. Things. Nope. Like you don't have to buy the most expensive shoes and you don't have to have the biggest clicker in your nose. Like you don't have to have the fanciest car. You don't have to do all these things. Like you genuinely don't. If you do that as your persona online, cool. 
but you don't have to. And you don't have to get to the level of like other individuals and be like, I have the fanciest cars and the fanciest clothes. Like you Why can you live a humble me? life. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mike, you're the only guy I know who will wear like overalls and no shirt and walk into like a Gucci store and just be like, I would like one of everything, please. But you're humble about it. Like that's just what you oh, do. Dude, I fucking suck. And it's amazing that people think I'm cool. I'm just like, yeah, you're all, <laughs> you're, all re- you're all idiots. Like, don't like me. I'm, I'm just sitting at home covered in rats, eating a fucking sweet potato that I cooked in the microwave. Oh, and, I did that for dinner last night. Nature's hot pocket, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yes, it is nature's hot pocket. It's like people see me at like this, these cool events or doing other stuff. They don't, I don't think they realize that I'm literally only there because money or my career. Like there was like mm-hmm. one story that I shared when I was like at Tucson in Tucson for the gym show. Hey, people probably viewed that as me having a bit of a vacation, but I went to Tucson and just spent a lot of money buying supplies to make more fucking jewelry. And also every party and event that I was at was all work. Like I was, it was like 3am I'm in a fucking nightclub taking dental impressions wanting to fucking die <laughs> it's just like well this is just the job i signed up for but people think it's cool well and the best way to to be remarkable in any way on social media uh, in current year too is to kind of carve your own niche which is definitely a thing that mike did it's definitely a thing that perry does actively you know and mike continues to do but right. like, as far as as far as i'm concerned like so many people are just doing the same thing, you know, and myself included. I, I will fucking readily admit that I'm the least creative motherfucker in this chat right now. And so like, shut up. You don't, you don't No, It's true. I'm okay with it. That's, just, that's not me. Like, like shit talking myself. I'm totally okay with not being creative. I'm so many other things. That's fine. I'll give that one up. But, uh, it's just, it's not like Will said, like you don't have to do expensive car, nice clothes, whatever. I feel like you'd honestly make, more of an impact by like just doing some weird shit. I don't know. Yeah, no, dude, one, of the most, one of the most talented jewelers that probably makes more money than I even want to think about that I know personally drives a fucking Hyundai. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to look cool to be good. Yeah. Image is not reputation. And that's a super important thing to remember. Uh, your image is not your reputation. And uh, I'll, I'll pose this for you. Um, every, 20 year old that's out there right now that thinks that the outfit that they're rocking is the most fashionable and cool thing that's ever existed. I guarantee you the 50 year olds and the 60 year olds are looking at you right now thinking, Oh, that's exactly how I thought I was back in the eighties and looking back, it looked like garbage. Yeah. But the eighties ruled. Let's be honest. (laughs) But your image, what you think is awesome right now is probably not awesome. And someday you'll look back and laugh at yourself for it. We all will. And I'm doing that as little as four or five years ago, but that doesn't equate to success. It's just a look. And it, that look changes and that look morphs and it becomes something great or something dumb and it just falls by the wayside. And if all you built your reputation on was an image, then you're going to fall out of style. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something to consider. And I, and I don't want this episode to just be like us harping on things and just complaining about like attitudes and personalities and the such, but it, it is very refreshing to have a very frank, honest, casual discussion like this, because I guarantee there is piercers out there who have like maybe thought these things. I call them shower thoughts. Like maybe like, you know, like it's three in the morning and you're laying in bed and you're like, maybe what I'm doing isn't cool. Like, or maybe I should focus on this. And it's, it's nice 
to hear it from individuals that have internet presences such as yourselves. And I mean, let's let's be real here. Like if looking at who's in this conversation, Colin is very fashionable in everything that I see. Perry is, you know, doing his thing, especially with like rock climbing and guitars and things like that. Mike is just doing whatever. I mean, <laughs> like, like partying with riffraff. And then you look at my Instagram and it's like, hey, I made this breakfast casserole. Or be like, hey, yeah, that's I went on cool, a walk man. with my wife. It's weird though. It's it's a very it's like a weird flex. I'm not gonna well, lie about it. Like, well, like people <laughs> like look up to like like weird flexes that I do and shit. And I'm like, man, I just want to fucking make a breakfast casserole. I would not wake up, <laughs> a line of coffee beans and answer my email. Yeah, it's like this old man goals is Dude. is what I'm gonna label it right now. Like, it's the yeah. people, like shit. Oh, that's like, the new tag. You have your own man. house and like you're doing this and, and like all these people are like shit. I wish I was doing that. I was like. Dude, go spend $22 at the store and buy a cast iron like pan and like you're halfway there. Like it's not that hard. It's a breakfast hash. Like just make it. Like you know so, like <laughs> but it's it, delicious and fulfilling. It it is. And if you do ever invite me to your house or I ever sleep there, I will make it for you in the morning. I promise yes. you that. But the, but the big thing is is it's just I just want to explain and I just wanted to express, and I think we did a really good job on this episode in, in just letting people know that the internet and online personas and your attitudes and like trying to make it to where other people are is just almost like it's a big game. Like it's, you're trying to do all these things. Yes, it's really good for business, but you shouldn't base your entire life around trying to be cool on the internet. Because the thing is, is like eventually we said like you're gonna have to cash checks and if somebody hangs out with you and you're like yeah i was thinking about like going home and like uh eating a hot pocket and watching some netflix but then your internet persona is just you like bowling out of the club every night it's going to be radically different so <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much exactly my life yeah, yeah same <laughs> i don't like, I'm gonna pretend like that I don't much about all that stuff but I, i've already reserved our cabana for the flamingo pool in may yeah, but that's conference. That's different. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, I had to treat yourself. Taco Bell last night. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. So yeah, I I really appreciate you guys coming on and frankly just being totally honest in this conversation and explaining like how you feel and and how social media has had a, like affected you and how you think it's affecting others. So yeah, let's do something comical and I'll give everyone a chance to say who they are and where they can find them on social media so you can see examples of what we've talked about tonight. Once again, I'm Colin O. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Colin, C-O-L-I-N underscore, and then the letter O. Uh, I work at Laughing Buddha in Seattle, Washington once again. Um, also, I'm going to like do a plug thing if that's cool, Will. Yeah, uh, go for it. So my boss, Christy Lillard, just launched a tattoo aftercare called Bright. And so if you look, uh, I think it's Bright Tattoo on Instagram. I can't remember. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, but it's a good product and it's made by someone who's super fucking smart and super fucking deserving of everyone's support. She's super nice. She's fucking very intelligent. So check it out. Uh, I think you can order it on Amazon even if you look up Bright Tattoo. So check that out. Right. Uh, Perry, why don't you go ahead and let people know where they can find you and then if there's anything you want to plug too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Instagram, you can find me at Perry M. Doig. That's P-E-R-R-Y-M-D-O-I-G. You can't find me on Twitter. You can't find me on Facebook. Um, You can probably find me on Tumblr, but I don't suggest it. I don't use it. Um, But uh, more importantly, if you want to see the shenanigans that we do, um, check out the studios in San Francisco uh, at Rose Gold SF. 
and at Fiat Lux, F-I-A-T-L-U-X-S-F. Right, and then uh, last but not least, go for it, Mike. Hey, I'm Mike. Uh, you can find me on Instagram since I pretty much deleted all my social media. Uh, it's other underscore couture. Just making jewelry, being weird, the usual. Uh, probably going to launch a new lookbook for body jewelry soon. We're also discontinuing all use of cubic zirconia and synthetic stones because I'd prefer to make actual fine jewelry. And that's just how it's going to be now. Sorry. Nice. Oh, I love how it got real shady here just for a second on the tail end. <laughs> that's me. I got a shady tail end. There you go. Uh, yeah. Once again, thanks so much for coming on and talking guys. Um, I'll include links for everyone in this week's show notes, but, uh, yeah, aside from that, uh, go ahead, follow, check out all of our antics online, uh, especially if you want to see pictures of my breakfast casserole. Yes. <laughs> I want to see breakfast casserole. Dude, it's so good. It's really not that hard to make. Even. It's just a bunch <laughs> I of I mean, shit I together. can cook pretty good. I just don't have time to. There you go, folks. I have to say I really enjoyed this conversation because it gave us a way to bring up a topic that some can consider to be heavy or cause someone to do some heavy self-reflection. My only complaint about the way we did the conversation is that as I was trying to explain a hypothetical, I said like about 10,000 times. I'm really glad that we brought up the things in this episode despite getting off topic more than once. I think the main thing I wanted to accomplish with this episode to have a few people that many people know or look up to in the industry and have them reveal some more personal details about what things are like behind the veil of their social media. As always, we encourage you to use this episode as a conversation starter to open up and discuss these things with others in the industry. I wanted to thank our guests on this episode for opening up. You can find links for each of my guests in this week's show notes. Please take some time to follow these guests, or better yet, visit them at their places of employment. I want to thank all you wonderful folks for liking, listening, and subscribing to the podcast, especially all of you that have left reviews on iTunes and the Google Play Store. This is how the podcast continues to grow, and it's seriously amazing seeing how many listens we get on each episode. If you want to help us out by doing more than just listening, consider joining our Patreon to join our ever-growing community of supporters. These donations in any size to our Patreon fuel my ever-constant and continued effort to provide higher-quality podcasts in both audio and content. Not to mention it helps provide coffee and all the late nights of producing and recording while my family is sleeping. Big thanks to our newest patron, Nawal Burgos, for his support, and with his donation, this delicious NOLA cold brew I'm drinking as I start to work on the next episode right away. If you want to join this community, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. I would also like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast. Their continued support helps to ensure the quality and the content episode after episode. Since 2004, Punk Medics has been on the cutting edge for tattoo and piercing aftercare for the body modification industry using natural botanical ingredients. Not only are their products premium quality in every sense of the word, but they also strive to use sustainable ingredients and have a minimal carbon footprint. To me personally, this is huge and so important. As time goes by, we see the amount of waste that packaging and products make, and any way to reduce this is such a thoughtful and stand-up thing to do. I support companies that support looking out for the planet. To check out this amazing company and its line of organic piercing and tattoo products, visit punkmedics.com to order directly, or use their handy store locator to find the nearest shop by you. 
Our final sponsor for this week's episode is from our California family. Amory Body Arts is owned by the amazing team of Adam and Shelby Richens. They are committed to providing the safest, friendliest, and most professional piercing environment in Santa Cruz, California. Their staff is the only people I trust in Southern California to send clients and listeners to. Not only that, they just got nominated as one of the top 10 shops in California. For all your piercing and jewelry needs, make sure to visit our friends at Amory. Give them a follow on social media under Amory Body Arts. You can find more information about these companies under the Sponsors tab on our website, realtalkappearsingpodcast.com. To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkappearsingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Broke for Free.